We don't know how to start this. Yeah. It's always weird. Hey, people, uh, welcome to the kitchen. Okay, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning in, I guess, to another episode. And yeah, the last one was like pretty heavy. <laughs> Very heavy. Yeah, and it was intense, and um, we're definitely going to be doing a part two because we got some pretty good feedback. It was, like, helpful to hear people's thoughts, um, and, yeah, like, we've been processing through it individually and together, and so we just want to, like, I don't know, follow up because it it's an important, I think, conversation to continue to have, just what it looks like for us to love you know, each other as siblings in Christ that mm-hmm. come from different ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. Even with, you know, different racial tension that is the reality, so. And I don't think we want to, like, rush yeah. through it. Mm-hmm. So, it's on our list to come back to. Yes. But. Today, week. we are going to be talking about <laughs> some of the things that we have learned in the midst of this pandemic season. Quarantine, COVID-19. Um, because, yeah, the Lord has been doing a lot, but, like, when Katie and I, when we were talking about (laughs) it, when we were talking about it today, we kind of, well, I guess Katie realized that my experience of, yeah, of the pandemic has been different from hers, so, um, in some ways, so we thought it would be good to just kind of, like, talk about that. Um, because everybody, everybody has had a different experience of the pandemic and like, yeah. Um, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, I was in the middle of writing something, but no, I can go. I, I'm excited because I think, um, like Alexis was saying to me, like the themes of what's going on, I guess, feel like they stood out really starkly and i think i just kind of assumed that everybody was processing the same thing Mm. um but i think it's cool to see how god is like using like the nuances of everything going on in the pandemic and like what it has forced people to do um but he's still like speaking individually to everybody so Mm -hmm. even though it's like a collective trauma i just think it's amazing how everyone is having such different experiences with it Mm -hmm. um so For table theology, I think, I just, so right before, right before the quarantine started, I had just gotten hired um, by this youth ministry um, to, well, at that time it was part-time, now it's going to be full-time, but I was, basically I was preparing to go into like vocational ministry, um, which is crazy and that's a whole nother story, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, I, that was something that had just shifted and I was like starting to get, kind of get in the gutters with that and like start hanging out with kids, um, and building relationships there. And then quarantine happened and I like (laughs) had a whole mini crisis because I was like, how the heck am I supposed to do youth ministry, um, and not see any kids? Mm -hmm. And like the virtual thing was happening but I really don't like virtual stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And that's just like hard for me and my personality. Um, And so I was super duper discouraged. And 
just like confused. I was just like, Lord, what in the world is happening? I also, I live on support. So I was like, how am I supposed to tell all these people that just said Mm. they were going to support me to do ministry and just be like, well, my hands are tied and like, it's really hard for me to connect with kids. And then it even got to a point like in April where kids just stopped showing up virtually to things. So it wasn't Mm. even like, I'm trying to make the virtual stuff work. And it's frustrating. It's like kids are just, they're just gone. It's like they just fell off the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's just been like a time of preparation. And like there's been a lot of spiritual like fathers and mothers in my life who have just been saying like, it's okay. Like God gave you this time. Um, and so kind of like don't question what, like you don't have to fight him about what's going on. Um, or say that it's, like, wrong for me to have this time. Mm. Um, so I I think it changed my life in the sense that I just had a lot more time to kind of do the things that Jesus did even before his ministry and in his ministry. Um, and right before COVID hit, um, somebody gave me the four Gospels in, like, journaling Bibles. Mm. Um, and so I had just started reading those. And it was crazy to me, like how I think I just was noticing the pace of Jesus's life Mm. and noticing um like how slowly he moved between places and how how like it seems random how he moved between places like I was just noticing that it would just be like he was uh in this place and then the spirit led him to go to Nazareth or this town or wherever Mm. um and just how present he was with people um, and so those are just things that I've been reflecting on. I feel like it's forced me to spend a lot more time praying. Um, yeah. like I feel like I have time to pray. And so it kind of started to shape my prayer life in a way that I didn't know was realistic. Like, I think I'm experiencing a lot of things that I had heard other believers talk about living, but my life was always too busy mm-hmm. for me to actually practice it. Um, and this has just, like, opened up a space for me to be able to do that. So, yeah, that's where I've been at theologically. Mm-hmm. I think I think the way I think about the pandemic is kind of, like, all these gears were spinning, and then they just, like, ground to a halt. Mm-hmm. And people were kind of faced with, like, do we kind of operate out of our anxiety because mm-hmm. everything that distracts us in life is, like, shut down? Or do we kind of, like, sit in this this like pause collectively Mm -hmm. um and see what god has to say and i think i was in a much better spot to pause this time than i would have been if this had happened like a year ago Mm. um so that's what it's been like for me Mm. yeah and i think like yeah and i think for like a lot of people just because of the way their lives were set up like it was a time of like forced like (laughs) rest and like stop trying to work out a lot that maybe god isn't trying to do right now Mm. um it was crazy to me though how even for myself like how easy it is to take a time of rest and turn it into work mm. like i really had to fight that Mm -hmm. um and not like initially i was like i'm gonna read all these books and like Mm. i was making a list of stuff to do Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that's something i've heard very consistently from people like Mm -hmm. it's a it's a time that people are taking to rest from 
commuting and going mm-hmm. to a lot of activities, but I think we're just kind of compulsively filling it with a lot more. Um, I think that's really interesting because I feel like there was a level in which if you weren't taking advantage of this time to like be productive, you were wasting the time. Yeah. Like, so I think it's interesting that it's like, maybe our idea of productivity is not really what God meant for us to be experiencing. Mm. Um, because I think that we have a very twisted view of what it means to be like productive. I think we're really good at being busy, Mm. but it doesn't mean that we're really good at being productive. And so I think that we just initially, I think it was really easy to like flow into that. Yeah. Cause I feel like I was seeing a lot of things that like, I don't know, like there was a level in which I felt like people were like low key making it seem like it was like a mandate to like, you know, Mm. like you need to make sure you're like making the most of this time. Like if you're not, so I just think that's like, I think it's good that you were able to kind of like press into what the spirit was trying to yeah you during this time i mean i feel like it really set the tone for ministry like in a way that i i would not have experienced because i would have just been trying to be productive all the yeah. time and i feel like in the beginning i even felt this pull of like we have to keep being productive and keep connecting with kids in this way yeah and then and that, you were like feeling like that wasn't right like you were like we need to pause like yeah i was like I felt a lot of dissonance about it. Yeah. I don't really know where all that came from. Mm. Um, but I think it showed me, like, you were, like when you were talking about productivity, I was just thinking about how I've learned that, like, prayer is really productive. Mm. And I think the most, like, successful moments that I've had in the pandemic or whatever have been things that I was praying about for mm. weeks before. Mm. Um, and it was, like, there was a moment in in that time frame where I was really like grinding on something and like trying to work it out and like had to put in a lot of actual time and effort into it. But much of what happened before that was just prayer and me talking to God about it. Um, And so I think that that's just shown me like in my life that prayer is productive. Like Mm -hmm. it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not just something that we do to like fill our time because it feels good and it feels Christian. Yeah. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Caveat. The mic picks up everything. (laughs) And our windows are open. And, you know, we have active neighbors with kids. So if you hear them. This is real life. It's real life. It's real life. Yeah. We're in the city. Um, So I think for me, what's interesting is that, like, in some ways, life kind of, like, revved up in the midst of the pandemic. Because I had just started a new job. Maybe like two or three weeks before, uh, you know, we had to be shelter in place and quarantined. And I, um, you know, working like as an outpatient therapist, you know, it's kind of like its own level of like grind and hustle because you have to make sure that you're seeing a certain number of clients um, so that you can make, you know, a certain productivity percentage. And um, that did not stop because we were in the midst of a pandemic. Like I still had to make sure that I was seeing clients mm-hmm. and, you know, um, building my caseload, which was super hard. So at the beginning of quarantine, I was very, very stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very stressed. I was thrown off because 
I have, I mean, the whole idea of doing teletherapy is so foreign to me. It like is ridiculous and I don't like it. And I work with kids. So it's, or, you know, part of my population is with kids. So it's like, how in the world am I supposed to engage kids who need tangible hands-on stuff mm -hmm. through a screen? So I had to, you know, find different ways to do that, but it was just a lot. Um, and I feel like the Lord has been kind of like showing me in stages, really ultimately what it means to like surrender to him mm -hmm. um, and not be so caught up in the rat race of you have to be producing, you have to be doing, you have to make sure that you're meeting expectations that may or may not always be realistic. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, I don't, you know, I don't know how realistic it was to say you need to still be aiming to hit these numbers in the midst of a time when people are just struggling. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, parents were trying to figure out, it was, it was just, parents were trying to figure out how do we, you know, make sure our kids are logging on. They're dealing with different family members who are affected by COVID. They're figuring out what to do with their jobs. Like there were just so many other things that were happening that it was like, people are not trying to do therapy for 30 minutes to an hour. <laughs> like they're just not trying to do it, but the expectation didn't necessarily change. So the first thing that the Lord kind of had to show me is that I can't control um, what people do. Um, and therefore I can't be in a hundred percent control of whether or not I meet this expectation at my job. Right. Mm. But I think that something that he like a verse that he uh, pointed me to was um, the one that, you know, says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness and his grace is sufficient. Mm. And, um, the Lord really showed me that like he is able to help me and empower me to do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And when I don't meet the expectation, his grace is enough to like make up for what I lack. And it's like, it's, it's really okay. Like yeah. I, you know, I struggle with making sure that like I meet the mark and I have to always be on top of it. And mm -hmm. if I don't, I'm like really hard on myself. And I feel like he just had to show me that like trying to, like essentially find worth in what I do is just going to wear me out mm -hmm. and it's just going to be very, very tiresome. Cause that's what I hit. Like, I just like, I think, I don't know if it was April or May. I kind of, which I think this was anybody who was still working kind of heavy during this time. Cause anyway, I just kind of hit a wall and I was just like, I'm tired of this. Like I just cannot. Um, so it was like helpful to like, take days off or whatever. So that was one thing that I feel like the Lord was teaching me. Um, was just, you know, kind of showing me what it really means to, like, live in light of his grace um, and to to know that, like, my worth does not come from how much I do. And I feel like that's, that's probably going to be an ongoing lesson for me for a long time. But I feel like this was the first time that I realized how much, like, pressure I put on myself to perform and how hard I am on myself whenever I don't and that how that's a lack of trust just, like, in the Lord to not be able to say... Like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to trust you that, like, I'm still okay even though I'm not meeting these expectations. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like the whole world, the whole world went through that. Mm -hmm. Like, whether or not they believe in God, mm -hmm. I just feel like everybody has been pushed past their, their capacity with, mm -hmm. like, just about everything. And I think some people are, <clears throat> are really falling apart. But I think I've just been reflecting on, like, how God is still sovereign over everything. Yeah. Like, all these countries are falling apart, yeah. and we have, like, a global health crisis. Right. But 
also he's still taking care of everybody individually yeah so i think i've been seeing that too just like on a bigger scale yeah yeah um and i think like another part of it has just been really like shifting my expectations i think for what life looks like like i think at one point I don't know. I feel like I've been going through COVID like in waves. Like <laughs> it was hard. And then it was, you know, once I kind of realized, okay, like I can just rest in God's grace. I was kind of chilling and it wasn't so bad. And then I feel like, I don't know, like the longer it's gone, the more that I've realized, oh my gosh, like life is really, this is really what this is. When are things going to feel like mm-hmm. it makes sense again? And I feel like I've really had to like be okay with like one day at a time letting go my letting go of my own expectations for my life Mm -hmm. and like realizing that the most important thing that i can do all the time is really just to like make sure that i am like staying connected to the lord and not negating that Mm -hmm. and not feeling as if like oh like that's only something that i do whenever maybe like i'm having a harder time or whatever but just I feel like he's just kind of shown me during this time that, like, I need to be connected to him if I'm going to be grounded in the changes of life. Yeah. And I feel like ever since I feel like the Lord has asked me to surrender, it's been really, really hard to surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been really, really hard to rest because I have a lot of what ifs. And I'm like, well, God, what about this? And what about that? And What do you mean by surrender? Like, I know we talk about that a lot in our conversations, but I think for somebody, just, like, what does... Yeah, I, mean, I can I can talk about it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I think when I say like surrender, I just mean like letting go of what I think. For me personally, I've realized that I really struggle with entitlement. So mm-hmm. I feel like surrendering to the Lord has been letting go of what I think I'm supposed to like have in a mm-hmm. sense, and letting go of you know what I think that I want like for my life. Um, whether it's like for my job and my career and whatever it is, like realizing that like, I, I'm not, I, I can't, I just don't know all that God, what, yeah. what he's doing. Like, there's just no way for me to know that. And instead of fighting that, just kind of saying like, okay, I'm just going to let it go and like, trust you that mm-hmm. this is you know, that you're going to work out the details of whatever it is that I desire. And I don't have to know what all those details are. Yeah. Um, and I can trust that because you love me and because you're good, like it's okay for me to let this thing go. Mm. And really all that you're, because I was thinking about just like in thinking about like striving and all of that. Um, I thought about the, the verse that says like, come to me all who are weary and, um, yeah, that verse. He'll give you rest. Yes, come Praise to me all who are weary. Yeah, come to me all who are weary and heavy. Uh, I think one version is like heavy laden. That's yeah. probably like the New King James. And I will give you rest. Um, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There we go. Um, and it, I was just thinking about like what is like when he. It made me think like what well what is the way of Jesus like when he says that mm-hmm. like I feel like he was giving when I read that it was kind of giving me like a prescription for how. Jesus is asking me to live and that's to live in light of like rest and surrender. Um, <laughs> God. Uh, I thought 
like what a crazy night. Oh, I thought I killed. Oh my god, we have a lot of flies <laughs> that have gotten into the house, and one just landed on Alexis while she was. Anyways, it was a moment. I thought so I killed. The... You were saying that yeah. was the devil. You that were saying that, that <laughs> Jesus showed you or was asking you how to. Yeah, like I feel like it just made me think about like, well, if this is the way that. Because I feel heavy, I feel burdened. Like, if this is the way that he's calling us to live, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it just made me realize, like, because I feel like, I don't know, this may not translate well, but I just feel like I've, like, I thought about that, and then I just thought about, you know, how in John 15, like, it just talks about how abiding in Christ, you can't do anything without him. Yeah. And then I also have been, like, at different points, just kind of, like, you know, thinking through like the fruit of the spirit and how that's like a hot a heart posture, um, and how you can't cultivate that apart from being connected to the Lord. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's really all that He is asking of me is to remain connected so He can just do the work. And I feel like there's a lot of work that I've been trying to do in my own yeah. strength, whether it's with my job or with trying to grow in different areas or whatever. And He's just saying like, you can stop trying so hard yeah. and just know that you just need to be connected to me and I will work it out Yeah, and it's going to be okay. And you can trust that like, yeah, yeah. like I'm working it out. It's fine. So I feel like, um, I think that's what I, that's part of what I mean. Like mm. by surrender It's just like knowing that like, that's something that I feel like he, the Lord has been teaching me that I don't have to keep, up with this rat race whatever yeah. it is yeah <laughs> that's so great wow just hearing you like share all of that like i'm just thinking back and every year i kind of like choose a word mm-hmm. for the year mm-hmm. and this year was abiding mm-hmm. and then right before in like january um our church has like a time of like fasting and like seeking the lord for like the first week or two of the year And during that time, I remember being at a prayer meeting and hearing God say, like, you're striving. And me being like, okay, I agree, but I don't really know how to practically, like, move away from that. Like, it just feels like something I'm stuck in doing and I don't know how to stop. And feeling very frustrated um, (laughs) with that. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I want to kill this fly. (laughs) Just kill the... Um, We are one less fly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my bad y'all. But yeah, I just felt like the Lord was saying really clearly, like you're striving. Um, and I was so confused how any of that was really gonna happen. And then COVID happened. And then I just feel like my whole experience has been like, oh my gosh, like when Jesus said these things, he really meant it. And Mm. like, it actually has practical implications for your Mm. life. And like when the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow because today is already overwhelming. Like Mm. it means what it says. It's not just like. I just feel like everything has become so much more real and, yeah. like, like attached to real-life stuff. Yeah. And it's not, like, this philosophical thing that I talk about at Bible study. Mm. Like, it is real life yeah. because there's nothing else to hold on to anymore. Yeah. And I can't just get by with, like, the the fluffy things, you know, that I'm getting from, from my busyness or from yeah. church stuff. Not that those things were bad. I just think they're a lot easier to, like grab onto and I've just had to kind of like go to scripture and really like mine stuff out mm. that I need to hold on to mm-hmm. because it, it's just too much like yeah. there's just too much happening yeah so yeah yeah that's good how has this affected 
living in community together. Oh, gosh. I feel like it's interesting because... Living single. Yeah. Like, I've realized how, um, like, insecure I am in my relationships. Like, when the same... When I'm not able to connect with people the same way that I'm used to. And when, like... (laughs) There's just a lot of... When there's just a shift, I'm just like, oh, gosh, like, what is... Mm, like, connecting? how will it affect... Yeah, like, how will it affect, like, our relationship now if, like, we can't see each other as much or if... um, Yeah, like, if we can't connect the same way that we used to be able to before quarantine happened. Mm. Um, and I feel like I've definitely had to, like, push myself to get out of my head is one thing and i feel like that's a constant battle um because i live there a lot (laughs) and so i feel like i have to constantly like choose to to trust that like the relationships that i have are like i have to trust i have to choose to trust like the love people have for me Mm. and that it's not conditional based upon what is or isn't happening like tangibly Mm. Um, if that makes sense in terms of like hanging out or talking as much, like it's okay, Mm. you know? And I feel like that's, that's something that has been like hard. Um, but I feel like I've also had to fight to be vulnerable about that. And that's been difficult too, because I hate being vulnerable. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like I hate talking about, you know, being like needy and I'm sad because we can't hang as much like it just makes me feel ridiculous but it's not ridiculous and I think I'm learning too that like it actually helps me to feel more like rooted when I'm like reminded of truth and like affirmed in that way um rooted in the relationship relationships so um yeah I think that's been one aspect of like community and stuff and I feel like too this has interestingly enough shown me like how much I do need people Mm. because I'm such an introvert like I'm used to needing to get away from people (laughs) and I feel (laughs) like it's really weird to be like dead like I really miss hanging out like Mm. and it's not like with a bunch of people but it's like people that are meaningful to me I miss being with them Mm. so I feel like that's just shown me like yeah like community is important it it really isn't good to like always be not that I always was before but it's good to have like people around you that are important to you yeah um yeah so I think that's like one way that that's yeah, relationships have been a weird one. <laughs> I feel like it just surprised me how many people fell off the face of the earth. Wow. And that's no that's no shade to anybody. Yeah. I, I know I have fell out of other people's lives also. I think it was that's more real. like it just exposed for me how much energy I put into like maintaining relationships mm. just because I feel like I should. Mm. And like... It kind of forced me to assess, like, which ones really give me life and, like, are a core part of my support system. And then who are people that I am a core part of their support system and, like, who 
who do I kind of need to like uh, a lot time and energy to? Because mm. um, I think I think that just when you're when you're busy and you're at a lot of events because you can be with a lot of people because it's not a pandemic, <laughs> like. <laughs> You just have a lot, like, a million superficial relationships, and it just feels really, like, like, ah, I kind of want to be friends with this person, so, like, I'm going to make a lot of small talk with them yeah. at this thing. And then it's, like, so then you start texting, and then you're, like, oh, I guess we can hang out because yeah. I think you're cool. And, like, that's all great, but it takes so much energy, and it's just, mm. like, I'm realizing how many Saturdays before the pandemic I was so busy, Child. like being with random people and not that they were not <laughs> worth being with but i i don't know i think i'm finding out how much how much more present i can be in my relationships when it's balanced and i'm not just like putting out all the time so now it's like if i if i'm going to go hang out with you also, I didn't get to see... Okay, I'm very extroverted. I had a very big problem with the not seeing people part. <laughs> Alexis was like, I'm fine. And I was like crying. <laughs> I had a very big problem with not seeing people. <laughs> That's really hard. Can I say this? Uh, One time last week, I had not seen Katie like all day. <laughs> and I like had finished taking a shower. I was listening to a podcast in my room. And I just hear a little knock. <laughs> And then she's like, yeah, I haven't seen you all day. <laughs> like, I, forget, I forget everything that you said. But it was so funny. She was like, I'm an extrovert. I need to see some people. <laughs> it was just really funny. Because for me, I was like, eh, you know, like. Uh, yeah, no, like, I start going crazy. I know. Straight crazy. <laughs> um, and then, like, if I'm, if I'm somewhere, Katie will find me. I'm like a cat. <laughs> I just, you know how cats just kind of like follow you around, but like they don't really, it's not like a dog. Like I'm not annoying, no, but I just annoying. kind of will sit on the other side of the room yeah. and like do something else. Can I sit here? Yeah, Katie, you can sit there. <laughs> no, it's great. It uh, makes me feel like, you know, I'm important. You like being around me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, oh, Sorry. I was saying that. I think it's just helped me, like, cherish my relationships even more than I did before. Mm -hmm. And, like, if I am making the time to be with you, like, I want to be with you. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look at my phone. I don't want you to look at my your phone, my mm -hmm. phone, anybody's phone. Just don't look at the phone. <laughs> and, yeah, like, I just really want to enjoy it because I think mm -hmm. I'm just, I just realized how precious it is. Mm -hmm. um, and I was... I was operating off of a lot of, like, cheap, like, relational... Ah, in the in the theme of food. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like I was just eating a lot of relational junk food. And, like, uh, it was keeping me going, and it was fun, and yeah. it, like, tasted good. But now it's, like, I need to eat meals mm. and, like, think about it and plan yeah. it and, like, know that I'm getting nutrients from it and know that it's going to be good for me mm. that sounds like a very narcissistic view i think a little bit what i guess i'm just i feel like i'm talking a lot about what i get from people but i think it goes both ways i think I it's think also it like too. making yourself a person who nourishes other people in your yeah. relationships yeah yeah and i mean i think it's important to like i think it's important to have like balance yeah. like it's not just you like a balanced it. diet? Yeah. Look at that. Oh, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> um, no, I think it's good to know like what's a healthy output of energy in relationships and what's not. Mm. And what's, I think that's a part of growing up. You can't bang with everybody like that all the time in such yeah. a heavy way. I think that's fair. Yeah. I um, think I, I did this before COVID, but even now it's like, it's a game changer. Like for me, charting my relationships and like visualizing like who, who draws energy from me and who like kind of replenishes my energy and who is like, like Alexis is like a mutual, like there Mm -hmm. are times when I'm giving to her and there's times when she's giving to me. Mm -hmm. So like our ability to interact is a lot higher, Mm -hmm. um, versus like some of my like younger siblings, like just because of their maturity level, Mm -hmm. like I give a lot more to them and they're not even capable of giving to me because Mm -hmm. they're like 14. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I think, yeah, I think that like for me, charting that or like writing it has just helped me kind of like I'm just super visual it just helps me see the balance a little bit more and Mm -hmm. if I have a lot of people that are taking from me and very few people that are giving to me it kind of forces me to think like okay maybe I need to be more intentional about Mm -hmm. either cutting back on time with some of the people who draw from me or you know balancing it out with other people that's interesting so it's like for you, it's it's just made you think about, like, how can I be more intentional with how I interact with people in my relationships? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like there was something else that I was going to say. Um, and I forgot. That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So... How we have been nourishing, I guess, like our souls during this time. Has Don't been say that with so much excitement. Oh, I, I, <laughs> part of me is trying to remember what the heck I wanted to say. So that's why I'm sorry I said it like that. Oh. Because um, I felt like it was important. Anyway, yeah, soul care. How we've been like nourishing. Because that has been, oh my gosh. It's really interesting that I don't think I realized how vital that would be during this time. I guess until I was like stressed and I realized that the way maybe I was doing things before is not going to work right now because Mm -hmm. there's just no separation between personal and work. It's just all one. So um, something that... I think everything that I said is just been a continual, like, battle. Like, I think that something that I'm continuing to do as far as just, like, caring for my soul is just, like, really just honestly every day learning to just surrender and rest and really just know that that's not a bad thing and it's okay for me to press into my limits and know that I have limits. Like, Mm -hmm. it's perfectly fine. I... There will, I mean, there will literally be times that, like, by the end of the day, people are having a hard time showing up, and I'm like, listen, I'm about to do a few notes, and it's going to be a wrap for me, and I'm fine with that. I'm not <laughs> going to chase people anymore, like, mm-hmm. because it's it's okay. I'll see them next week. Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm just, and, I mean, I remember at the beginning, too, like, it was super hard for me to end at a decent time. It was. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I was finishing it was at, like, ridiculous. 8, 8.30. Yep. And now I'm like, I have to definitely be done by seven, which is like not a huge jump, but it just helps me to just have a cutoff number. Yeah. Um, a cutoff yeah. time. I so, think, oh. can I like piggyback sure. on that? Uh-huh. I just think 
I've been seeing how like when you're aware of what God is doing and you're kind of like in rhythm with him, like he will rearrange your day and that's mm-hmm. okay. And so I think we've been like experiencing the same thing. Like I would have, you know, calls planned and like things that I thought were going to happen and then one would get randomly canceled or like I would <laughs> not have energy to go to another Zoom meeting and like our internet would drop out. And like instead of spending a lot of energy being agitated about that, like I just really quickly was like, oh, okay, God knew. And like, it's fine. Like you mm-hmm. can just keep doing. And I think that our old way of life did not leave room for that at all. Mm-hmm. Like there was so much accessibility that there was really no reason for you to stop working or yeah. like no reason to be kind of blocked from whatever you were trying to accomplish Mm. um and i think on the flip side too like there's been a lot of random things that have happened that have been really good for um like either my personal life or like my work and ministry like i'll just see a kid that i know kind of like uh walking down the street and i'll be able to pull over and talk to them Mm. and it was because i had the time to like go to the store in the middle of the day Mm. that i Mm -hmm. wouldn't have had Mm -hmm. Or because a call got canceled or whatever. So, yeah, I think we've both kind of been seeing how that plays out. No, yeah, definitely. I feel like there have been times where, like, either a client didn't show up or there was, like, a cancellation, whatever. And, like, I was able to, like, just take a moment to, like, breathe. Mm-hmm. And it was enough to, like, kind of get me through the rest of the day. Or, you know, I was able to just, yeah, like, yeah, read or study something. Like, if I was struggling... <laughs> And I just really needed to get with the Lord, like, more. It's like he would, at times, like, rearrange for that to happen. Mm. And it was, like, refreshing for me. So, yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Um, I think the other thing that I was going to say that, like, now, I guess it, like, fits into this part. um, It's just, like, learning. I think, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, I'm even noticing this parallel between dag like why rest is so important for me and when i say rest i just mean like stop trying so hard like because i i don't think i realized how much like in my relationship with the lord i've just been trying really hard to like mm-hmm. do the right thing please him make sure i don't mess up make sure i'm on point and even with my relationships like knowing that like there doesn't have to be all this activity to make mm-hmm. the love like still there like (laughs) it's the same thing like with the lord i don't have to try so hard with my relationship doesn't have to try so hard i can just let it be what it is and so i feel like having to kind of like remind myself like it's okay yeah just let it be let it be that's like that's an ongoing i feel like (laughs) yeah tape that needs to be playing in my head because it's just really easy for me to just get busy with activity Mm. um and I guess, like, uh, to kind of piggyback off more what you were saying, I feel like the Lord has helped me to develop new rhythms that are not as stressful, mm. which is really nice. And it makes me not really want to, like, go back to the same normal anymore. Because yeah. I'm like, I like being able to just take my time on the weekends and, like, chill. And, like, I mean, before we used to, like, go to the walks all the time on Saturday. Mm. And, like, that was, like, nice to just, like, get out the house and have something to do that was, like, getting fresh air and, like, having, like, a rhythm that was, like, restful and wasn't, like, oh, I got to go do this. I got to go do that. I got to, like, I feel like ever since quarantine has kind of, like, lifted a little bit, it's gotten really busy again. I'm just, like, "Uh." No, I really think, I feel like my 
my taste or like yeah my taste like my taste for things has changed mm. like I don't have the same level of tolerance for busyness <laughs> that I did before yeah. and I think that that's like sanctification mm-hmm. like and just getting back in touch with like how God created us like God did not create us to be high speed creatures yeah. like he really didn't yeah um and I just did not realize how often I felt like I was spinning out. Mm. And then this just, like, put a halt on everything. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like, I don't... I remember I I went to pick up a bike from my friend's house. And I was just talking to him. And we were just like, yeah, it's crazy. You can get all the work you need to do done in six hours. Like, mm. you don't have to really be working eight, nine, ten hours a day mm. to be productive. Actually, you're more productive we were finding, like, not spending that much time working, mm. taking time to, like, cook in the middle of the day, going mm. for a walk, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even, too, that's kind of what I was saying with relationships. Like, I don't have to be connected constantly to yeah. have meaningful connection with mm. people. Mm. Um, yeah. It's been, it's been crazy. I think something that has become, like, a big piece of my life since... The pandemic has been um, being alone and, like, being quiet. Mm. Um, I think even before... I started to lean more into this, like, probably a year ago. I was living... Not with Alexis. I was living with some other people. And our schedules were all super different. And so we weren't really ever, like, in our apartment together. Mm. So when I was at home, I was alone. Um and in the beginning of the time that I was living there, I would like I was a student at the time, so I would stay on campus as late as possible, so that when I would mm. come home, it was just like take a shower, go to bed. You don't mm. have to be alone mm. at all, and that was not sustainable. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was like really a couple months where I was super lonely because I was alone a lot. Mm. Um, but then like God started to show me how He uses that, and then I think it really like set me up well for the pandemic because. It didn't feel as like terrifying to not to be cut off from so many people um, physically. And one thing I started doing that I think was really helpful, I started going on a walk every day. Mm. Um, mostly because I was like, I need to have some kind of routine to not go stir crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started going to Kelly Drive and like walking and then like I would just walk longer and longer. Um, and it has become like, a really big part of my soul care, my self care. Like it's good for my body. It usually takes me maybe like an hour and a half to like walk the route that I do. Um, and like, I just can't tell you how many times I feel like God has literally spoken to me like while I'm walking, just because I'm not, I'm not talking to anyone. Sometimes I listen, I listen to music a lot, but it kind of just like blocks out all the people around me. Um, and yeah i would just like walk and as i was walking like god would just kind of like be speaking Mm -hmm. and i would just write it in my phone and then come home and like reflect on it and Mm -hmm. it has been so transformative um and then since it's gotten warmer i go to wissahickon which is a lot more naturey um it kind of feels like you're not in the city which i like um and so i'll just walk there and then like go find a spot kind of away from people and like sit there for like 30 minutes um with, like, no noise, everything off. Mm. Um, and it's just been even, like, 
sweeter and more more transformative than even just walking mm-hmm. um, every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like it's really forced me to practice like solitude and silence, um, and it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's super uncomfortable. Yeah. But again, like I just feel like it's changing my taste. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of like dieting. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah kale doesn't taste that good when you're used to eating mac and cheese yeah but then you know you try it more and then it starts tasting better so yeah that's what i feel but that's the plate you can take with you <laughs> uh, yeah you have anything else um i don't think so cool I feel like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. If you have feedback or questions, please reach out because I think that, that makes it more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives us more things to like think about. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Last time we had some people reach out and it like led to... A whole like two hour conversation. Oh my gosh, it was intense. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was. Yeah. it was pretty intense, which is why we want to wait before we do because we got a lot to. Yeah. Yeah, but it was encouraging. But, it was. Yeah, thanks for listening. We hope that this kind of helps you reflect on your own experience. Oh my gosh, if you haven't talked about like the pandemic to your people, like stop acting like this isn't a big part of your life and just talk to people around you mm-hmm. about it because. Mm-hmm. I really think like everyone is going to come out of it being transformed in some way. Mm-hmm. And some of us are like at the very beginning of transformation mm-hmm. and other people are in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if this is like a time when you're kind of wandering around and like mm-hmm. it feels really aimless, like don't don't think that that doesn't mean something's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe if anything, we didn't really speak to that because yeah. for us, it's been it's been kind of like things coming together a little bit more. I know at least for me, I had a lot of my falling apart. Oh, it's the police. Um, I had a lot of my falling apart stages like in the past two or three years before this. So, but I think I'm just seeing for other people, like this is when they're falling apart and that's really hard. Um, so yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we can only speak to how it's been for us. Like such wisdom. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, but that's, that's a, a wrap. Le- I mean, that's a, yeah, like that's yeah. a legitimate part too. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. See you next time. Deuces. Bye.